Greetings, ladies and mental gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out. Space. space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Here be dragons. Written by Hitching Potamus. An exploration vessel? What does that even mean? Senator Clark, chair of the Innovation Commission of the Intergalactic Senate, asked, peering down his nose at the petitioners. They were from a relatively new race to the scene, from a planet that they had named Dirt for some such, with a name that basically translated to people. Not the most clever bunch, these humans. Yes, well, we've noticed when comparing star charts that there seem to be vast swaths of space where no one has been. Not you, not us, not anyone. We are proposing to build a ship designed for long-term missions to see what's out there. The human fidgeted nervously at the petitioner's desk. Of course, it was made to be uncomfortable, set lower in the chamber than the commissioner, designed to make the petitioner feel small before their superiors. What sector specifically are you proposing sending this vessel to? Asked Senator McLaughlin, giving an entirely too much credence to the whole matter. By Clark's estimation, he cursed the coalition with the Dominican party silently. Sector Meta 42 and Zeta 9, to start with. The entire room burst into laughter. The humans clearly hadn't figured out the basic Ephraim ratios yet. Every race expanded to an extent, but each expansion requires more resources and promises less return on investment. And the ratios eventually reached the point where going further was a fool's errand. The sectors named weren't just unlikely to produce any benefit, they were just outside the line where it became a statistical certainty that more resources would be spent than gained expanding and developing. Everyone knew this. It was basic math. It had been a long day. Why not have some fun? Clark looked down and written proposal and laughter died down. And what do you expect to find there? The first, fifth, and the seventh eyes lit up as he turned the page. Do you think you'll find these creatures pointing at the toothy scale figure drawn in the unexplored area of the human charts? No, not exactly. There's an old human map-making tradition of placing these figures in the unexplored, potentially dangerous areas to signify that, uh, here be dragons. Dragons? What are dragons? They're a type of creature that humans invented in our make-believe stories. They often wear huge, capable of feats of might and magic, able to breathe fire, hoarders of treasure, capturers of princesses. They were the symbol of our fears of the power of the unknown. Mapmakers put them there to warn off people. Clark couldn't believe a species so full of symbolic superstitious nonsense and controlled by fear had ever made it so far as the humans had. He was about to say so when McLaughlin asked pleasantly, And did it work? Did it keep people away? Hell no. You see, a dragon story has two endings, and only two. We either slay them or befriend them. That includes the dragons on the maps. They may as well have put a big sign that said, Here be adventure and opportunity. 
We tracked down the explored every spot on our planet with those frickers may have been hiding, and we slayed every last one. There is not a single modern map of the planet Earth that has a dragon on it as a symbol of the unknown. Hadn't been for 3,000 years. As far as we know, our star charts are the first time that the old symbology has been broken out in three millennia. Quaint, but why put that on a professional proposal? Because it's why we're doing this. I know you all had a good laugh thinking we dumb little humans must not know of the Elfrian ratios. We're not doing this because it's smart expansion. We're doing this because there's something new to find. And it's not in our nature to not go and find it. The human race was once a dragon-slaying business, and we're going to be again. We hope you'll join us, and we won't have to do it alone this time, which is why we brought this proposal. But if not, we'll do it on our own. We'll chase those bastards to the end of the universe if need be. Here be dragons shouldn't be seen as a warning, it should be seen as a challenge. The question is, uh, do you accept? End of story. Story number two. Confession, written by Ack1308. Okay, okay, I confess, yes, I confess to everything. What do you mean? You need a list. Give me a stylus and a tablet and I'll give you the singularity damned list. Sorry, didn't mean to swear. I just don't want her to get me. Who? Her. You know, her. The unstoppable monster. Oh, singularity. Those eyes. Those hands. Those teeth. I'm going to need some serious therapy. No, I'm not rambling. Yes, I'm talking about the human. Yes, she's a monster. The entire species needs to be dumped into a star, preferably one far, far away. I wouldn't have believed... Okay, fine, put advocating genocide on my charge sheet. It's true, you'll see. You'll all see. What do you mean, you want to know what happened? Isn't it enough that I want you to lock me up? Okay, fine, I'll tell you everything. Me, Bloxney, and Tehran were on our usual drinking place, down by the spaceport... Bloxney, he's a hodderand, two and a half meters tall and one and a half wide. He gets, uh, got a lot of casual work at the spaceport, moving crates and stuff. I don't know. I don't even want to think. He's, he all right. Is he going to pull through? Oh, God, that's good. I'm not surprised he screams a lot now. I would too if I wasn't on these antipsychotics. But poor Tehran. Okay. It was kind of a dick who would push someone into traffic to steal their wallet, but it was never personal. It was just the way he was raised. Anyway, we're down there at Fading Nova, drinking and telling tall stories and trying to figure out who we can scam out of a few credits so that we can keep drinking. A ship comes in, but we call didn't go out for auxiliary cargo handlers, so Bloxney's still there with us. Then the airlock cycles and a couple of aliens come in. We didn't know it, but these were humans, a male and a female. They didn't look like much. I'm going to have to put that on Tehran's memorial, by the way. They didn't look like much. Tehran, I was out of his seat first. He goes over to meet them. They've got some universal standard basic, so they can understand him. But no matter what line he spins, they don't buy it. It's like they somehow knew that we were going to try and scam them. The male says something polite, and they step past Iran and head for the bar. 
Now, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the way the male spoke to him, or it could just have been that Tehran didn't want to take no for an answer. So he pulls his blade and slashes the male across the arm with it and yells at him to give him the credits. Yeah, stupid to do it in a bar, but they were just humans. Nobody there knew them. I wouldn't have believed my eye stalks if I hadn't seen it. The male turned around and just punched Tehran with one of his upper limbs, lifted him off his feet and sent him flying into one of the booths. I mean, he was wounded and he still just uh, acted. Me and Bloxney got up then. Tehran might have been a dick, but he was our dick. Bloxney went to deal with the male, but she got there first. I crowded in on the male, waving my tentacles at him. Behind him, I saw Tehran stim himself up with combat shot. He leaped out of the booth, ran at the male, and started stabbing him in the back. Right up until then, the female had just been holding Bloxty off. When she saw this, she let out a shriek that nearly ruptured my tempani. She kicked Broxney in a place no male likes to get kicked, grabbed him, and then picked him up and dropped him on Tehran. Then she went for me. I held her off, bravely. Okay, fine. I defecated and voided my food sack and passed out. The fury and danger in her eyes made me want to be anywhere but there. Even dead would have been preferable. I came to once to see her break some more Broxney's prones. Then she pulled the male off Tehran. I mean, Tehran was down and the male was stomping on him to the deck plates. And they got out of there. When I saw the mess that they'd made it to Ron, I passed out again. So yeah, we're probably guilty of murder of the male human and all that, but uh, what? The male survived all that? He got stabbed three, maybe four times. That red stuff, that's blood, right? They needed to live, just like we, the Psychnoglobin. How did they even do any of that stuff is what I want to know. If you're wounded, you're weakened. If you don't tend to the wound, you die. What you don't do is keep fighting or beat up someone who outweighs you by three times over. Who even does that? Adrenaline? What's adrenaline? End of story. Story number three. No. Written by Timpanzi Writes. Your Honor, the following is one half of a recorded conversation relevant to the case at hand. What do you mean they're off the scale? How far off the scale? Only two? Doesn't sound too bad. Wait a second. Doesn't that make them like a twelve? What the frick? No, seriously, what the frick? We've never even had ten before. Who classified them as a twelve? Jenkins? Fire him. He's obviously an idiot. I don't care if he's your goddamn nephew. Fire him. Fine. I'm listening. We can both be jerks who've heard Jenkins' stupid report. I'm sorry, they what? They drink the universal solvent, like the thing that dissolves everything. Oh, frick you, I know that. Shove it, it doesn't technically dissolve everything up your rear. This is obviously bullcrap. Great, they play in it too. Because why wouldn't you play in a dissolving liquid? What else? Oh, no they don't. They breathe oxygen. Like oxidizing oxygen? For real, frick you for telling me this. How is it possible? Oxygen destroys everything it touches, and don't you start with only some of the stuff it touches, bullcrap. I know I am not an idiot. So, are they made of oxides? Okay, so uh, what else are they made of? Uh, 
I'm sorry, what? Their reproductive code is an acid. Deoxyribonucleic acid. That's not a real thing. No. No. No, man. I said freaking no. That's not a thing. I'm gonna go home to my goddamn family after this. How am I supposed to just look at them in the face knowing that crap's real? Yeah, that's why I said frick you. No, it's not real. I really don't care about your feelings right now. You're right. I'm sorry. Is there anything else about their physiological makeup that mice should know about? What? They're made of carbon? Actually, you know what? That's not that bad. I'm not gonna get upset over something like that. Okay, can we please move on to the behavior or society or something? You're not done with the physiology yet. What more could you possibly be? You're pulling my leg. There is no way that that's true. No, it's not. You got that out of some stupid horror movie. They're so strong that they can break their own bones. How did they survive? That can't be an evolutionary benefit. Well, of course the solvent drinking, oxygen breathing, acid having monsters would have built-in strength regulator. I mean, it's not like a nightmare fuel should have any weaknesses or anything. Jesus freaking Christ. Uh, they have weaknesses? Well, what is it? No, no, I'm still here. I'm just having trouble understanding how your stupid nephew could possibly think having thermonuclear weapons is a goddamn freaking weakness. I mean, who are these Satan spawn even fighting? They're fighting each other. Then why do they have so many? What's the freaking point of blowing up your planet multiple times? Vec, yeah, it's mad. What? Mutually assured destruct- You're joking, right? No, of course you're not joking. I, honest to God, want you to freaking fire whichever dipshit found these people. This is terrible. So, like we're going like a orbital bombard them out of existence, right? Oh, thank God. As you can tell by these logs, they relate to the illegal genocide of an entire race. Verdict. Completely justified. Commendations for Jenkins for his thorough report. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.